women, you're supposed to look a certain way. You're supposed to present yourself a certain way at all times, even in the airport, even in the shopping mall, even in the convenience store. When you bring bonnets and blankets, that is not acceptable. You, as a female, are not presenting yourself to the best of your ability. Yup, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collective one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Walker! We've been Walker, cool! Walker, can you come to our game? Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of our listeners, both new and old. We pray that you guys have had a great weekend and are having a great week. Welcome back. It's been a while. Gat, how are you, sir? Walker, I'm here. I'm refreshed. And I'm just happy to be in the building with you gentlemen again. All right, we'll, get back. we'll, we'll get back to why you're so refreshed. How are you doing, Black? I'm doing well. I'm also happy to be back in the building with both of you. What's ooh. that was a little hazy there. What's that with that hazy? That was a little hazy. That was a little hazy. Who did What's you with ha- the hazy sham god? Who did who did you have to tack on last to make it both? Uh, you know, it's just that the, the reason that we we missed the week in the first place. I didn't come here for this. You didn't? No. Well, you're here now. Why did you tag it up? Why did you tag Gat on last? Uh, it, partly because of that delay and partly because it's early in the podcast and things change by the end of the podcast normally. Do tell. You know how Gatry gets sometimes. So it's me? And Have you listened? No. You, you haven't listened to the, uh, the podcast? I've never heard this podcast before. Which podcast do you speak of? The we are the I'm Caesar Walker. Save it. This is Caesar Walker. The Save cool it. Let me get one. my jokes off because y'all are getting yours off. Obviously. Okay. Go for it. You want to hit the no, dr- no 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 you no. Hit the rim shot and, and the, <laughs> for the. I mean, what else you got to say, Black? I mean, I'm here. Hey. Get it off your chest. I mean, no, I'm good. Let's just get wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you being so? Why are you being so? He started with the hezzies. Well, you fired him several weeks back. He can't get some things off. Do his you chest? see why? <laughs> I don't even know how he got here. You, you don't? No. You gave See what happens the, when you try to help the you youth. You gave him. I'm the youth. <laughs> how he's, are you? He's charity. How are you, Walker? He's charity. I, I can't deal with this. You guy. can't deal with him. I can't. He's hesitating me. <laughs> hesitating you? Oh, I, this, this is the best way I know how to say it. But I mean, he's he's. I don't deserve that. Well, you could look at it this way. He could have left you off the list and completely, but he decided to include I felt you. like that's where his heart was. <laughs> is that where your heart is? Was? You already is? said it. Is? Uh, I don't want to downplay Gatry's feelings. He feels that way. I'm good with it. Your favorite co-host does it on a <laughs> weekly basis. I don't know why you would, why you would hesitate. Ha, 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 ha.
He needs this. He needs this. He needs this. He really needs this. Did you have a good week, ma'am? I did. How about you, Walker? I had a very trying week. Very trying week. You gonna talk about it or should we just use our I'm imagination? Just, I'm tired. Number okay. one. I'm tired. I am been working a lot. Um you know, I'm still kind of doing the like a job of like two people. Oh yeah. And it just caught me on a it's caught me on a bad week. That gotcha. just, let's just say that. So huh. yeah. Just end up, you know, staying up a little late and I'm tired. I'm I'm really I really need some rest. And I'm going out of town next week for work. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you think things are going to ease up for you when you return to the office whenever that is? I don't want to return back to the office. Whoa. I don't want to, man. Introvert speak. Yeah, I just don't want to return. I've always enjoyed being home. I always enjoyed being home. I mean, I would break stuff around the house just to have someone to come fix it so I can stay home and work from home. So you're going to judge me because you... Yeah, I'm judging you. Okay. Why are you judging me? Because you're not an extrovert like me. That does, that's not productive. I need to normalize introverts. I saw this <laughs> I saw this post that we are very much normalized. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Not. In, not in your world. Dude, dude, but think about this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase hey, this. Hey, hey, mm, mm, it's enough of you. Do you think do you think introverts are normalized? I don't know. You don't know? Mm-mm. Okay. I saw this post recently that talked about the social response to introverts versus extroverts. Think about it. Everybody wants the introverts to open up more, to speak more. Mm-hmm. No one tells the, the extroverts to shut, shut up. the f up. Hey, Ronnie, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It was coming. But think about it. it. Coming. But no, for real. Socially speaking, extrovert, extroverts get a pass. Why do you think he has it on you? <laughs> my point is. My point is. If introversion was normalized the way it should be, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have posts like what I just saw. That's a problem, and I'm part wait, of the problem. Wait, you saw a post that yeah. reflects society's view on introversion versus extroversion. So that's what—that's how much you need the internet oh, and social yeah. media. Yeah, okay, like my bloodstream. Got it. Got it. Anyway, okay. Well, but um, you know this introvert does a podcast, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> no, this introvert does several podcasts. I'm a very, very, very balanced person when it comes to that. Are you drained when you leave here? Do you want to know the answer to that? Yes. <laughs> Do I have to give it? <laughs> because, because conversely speaking, <laughs> when I go home after sometimes this, sometimes I am drained. I have a hard time sleeping because I'm so amped. Like this is energy for me. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm not drained. This I'm is not. a shot of Red Bull. Really? So, so you still burning calories when you get home? Burning. Burning. So anyway. No, I, I, I want to describe this as draining, though. Okay. I enjoy doing this. Well, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so to the listeners that Mr. Mr. I don't give myself any credit. <laughs> he he didn't did, 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 did say that. I didn't okay. say All I said was you're welcome. What did you say earlier? I don't know. Early in the recording. What are you about to say? What are you about to say? I hesitated. What were you? <laughs> for the listeners that care, uh, I was not available for podcasting last week because uh, my family and I went on a road trip to Indianapolis, 
Indiana. We had a great time. We did a the chill. road trip. Road trip, man, or bro trip, as my boys called it. Uh, they were very particular about what we called this trip, and it had to be bro trip, even though my wife was present. But uh, anyway, boys had a great time at the Children's Museum up there. Shout out to Indianapolis for showing a lot of hospitality to the Gatry crew. But uh, yeah, so we did that. We uh, stopped in Louisville, stopped in Nashville, did did a few things. And yeah, man, it was a good time. How long of a drive is that? <laughs> for us? Mm-hmm. Then. How long is that drive? Eight. Well, I mean, kids. Hour per kid. Yeah. Everybody looks at me crazy when I start planning the road trip and I say, oh, he's going to need an hour. He's going to need an hour. No, that makes That's sense. That's how it turned out. That makes sense. But, you know, memories are made. How are they on, long, on long road trips, the boys? Are they uh, are, occupied? Really? Oh, so my they're goodness. Not, they're not in your ear like. My wife's car's got the TV in it. They each have an iPad. And my wife, she just goes like the extra mile on this stuff. She brings like activities and stuff for them to do. She keeps them very occupied on, on the trip. Yeah. Job. So it's awesome. And the thing I love most about it is they got headphones and they crank it up so loud. They don't hear anything we're talking about. Or at least we don't think they do. So um, we're able to have adult conversation. You'll find out when you get older. True. Yeah. But I mean, hey, conversation rule the nation. No tipping point while on the road. Trip. Oops. <laughs> I'm rusty. About that boy. That <laughs> it's <start>. yours, Walker. <laughs> I do want to say this before we get too too far into the uh, podcast. Um, as you're hearing this, if you are an Auburn fan, do me a favor. Go to this app called YouTube. Okay. I want you to type in the war rapport. Those are three words. T-H-E war R-A-P-P-O-R-T. And I want you to find the latest episode. As you're hearing this episode, I want you to find the latest interview we'll drop. The War Report recently sat down with Auburn's athletic director, Alan Green. You are kidding. And he was gracious, appreciative, and, and loved and enjoyed every moment of it. Yes. Where he that details, is major. He talks about... I mean, we asked him some questions and it's going to be big for us as well, because, I mean, we fostered some relationships with a few beat writers who cover Auburn, uh, Auburn athletics. So whatever sound bites they hear from it, it could end up being featured in some of the articles that you read. So, wow. so um, could does this mean like when football season start the tipping point podcast will have a suite, the suite, the tipping point, the, the war rapport. Um, have some press action. We're, 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 we're farm league. We're and, not. and by the way, by the way, this guy is going to pass every time. You're going to pass. I've been there twice in the suites. What you talking about? You would go, though. I saw you there one time. Uh-oh. I'd go with you, Walker. You would? No. I didn't think so. Walker, I'm I'm more mature now. I would go. You get If you give me sweet access, yeah. Okay. I'll be at Jordan Hare. Ooh, hesitation. Jer- no, I just hate when they say Jer. Jer. It's not Michael Jer. Yeah, but his his name is his name is not on our stadium. <laughs> okay. But anyway, please go and check that interview out. I think it's going to be great. He basically talks about great points. He we we asked him about the decision uh, to make the coaching change. What went into that? He actually talked about it. 
kept it kept it high level, but he did he did answer the question. Did he talk about what it's like to be a black AD? He did make mention of being the first athletic director at Auburn. Yes, absolutely. First athletic director. Black athletic. Black athletic director. Right. Yes. Okay. He talked about being the first. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No. You gonna listen, Black? Uh if it would help me get to that suite, yeah. (laughs) Do something for me. I told you he was selfish. (laughs) Man, it's nice up in there, man. Where did you go? The first time this week, uh, I think they played Alabama A&M. And the second time, they played Alabama State. Because ah. a friend of mine has a guy who has season two. He's a big mm-hmm. Auburn booster. And, you know, they look at the schedule. We're like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yeah, I got donate you. these to the cause. <laughs> LSU. Right. Nope. Georgia. Ain't it? Louis and Monroe. Yeah, you can have these tickets. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. They go to the conference games. Mm-hmm. You gotcha. Okay. That's what's up. So, yes, please be on the lookout for that. That's all I got. Okay. Thank you for dropping that plug. Before we get into our segments, there is something I want to ask you about. Okay. All right. What, Black? I'm waiting. Okay. This is, this is nothing to do with what we talked about before air. So I had a, a highly liberal female ask me via DM early this week, A, if I knew that June was Pride Month, and B, what did Pride Month mean to me? And this led to a lengthy discussion via DM, and I just thought, why not bring it to the tipping point? Okay. So before I submit my thoughts, Walker, what comes to mind if I were to ask you that same question? What do I think of Pride Month? Yeah. I think it's a month where people who are members of the LGBTQI, Plus. I think. No, 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 no. You're right. But there's one more letter. Hey. Yes. And then. Plus. There you go. The alphabet people. No, no, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> who, what do you mean we don't? Black, I thought. Now, I thought. I thought. Before I left to come to this studio, I said, Mom, you're staying home and you're staying at home with dad, right? I asked my mom, you staying at home with dad, right? And she said, Yeah. Yeah, baby. Harpo, I mean black. Who this woman is right here? We can't joke and have fun, bro. We can. I guess I'm just I guess I'm ultra sensitive. What? Just because just because No. <laughs> so so my answer to her was very similar but uh, one point of reference she leaned in on and she is not a a part of this community okay so just giving you context but she emphasized that this year in her opinion needs to be more about adding two shades of brown to what we see to be the pride flag, which does not include those colors at all on the official pride flag. Okay. Uh, so what does she mean by that? She, she's just talking about how she feels like to a degree, black people who associate themselves with this community have been excluded. And she focused on externally what that looks like. And her main point of focus was the flag or the emblem of what we call LGBTQIA plus pride. And so 
She's sending me screenshots, and I'm like, dang, as many times I've looked at this flag, and it's rainbow, there's no brown on there. Naturally, there isn't brown in a rainbow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And <laughs> the look on his face. It's the true. Look at, yeah, it's he was look. so confused. He was so <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why, that's why, in her opinion, this year was significant. Right? Okay. And so... She she sent me I didn't read all of them but she sent me one one article in particular that talked about how and this is this is one gay man's point of view right this isn't I don't think this is a reflection of the entire community but this man says I've got X amount of things going against me because I'm a member of this community but I've got a whole other slew of issues added to that because I'm black all right and so he did not feel like from an inclusive standpoint, him being black really made him official in the community, even though he met the other guidelines. Mm. And so I had some interesting thoughts about that. Which are? Which are, I, 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 I'm just going to say it. I thought that if you identified yourself as any of those letters, you were just automatically, and I never, I never thought race was going to be as impactful with that i never did i was shallow minded walker i'm I'm being honest with you i just thought if you if i come out here and i identify with this i get all the acceptance that comes with it my eyes were open you would think yeah you you would think that right okay so uh it's interesting it's interesting because we know socially pride oriented issues seem to get more attention than of course are black oriented issues right I, I read an article earlier today about um there was a there was a uh, you, you i'm sure you know about this there was a football match in denver that on um, the Concacaf had to uh delay the game because there were anti-gay slurs being shouted from the fans during the football match am i saying that right black soccer <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a soccer in CONCACAF uh, None of those letters uh, are, are acronymized as soccer But anyway What does it stand for? Oh, Something Federation, not soccer Something Federation? <laughs> I think the F is for Federation The F is either for Federation or for football Continue Okay, I thought he was going to educate me uh, It's but, like uh, Confederation of North America And Central America football maybe right no soccer uh so in reading this article <laughs> i'm sh- i'm shameless shamelessly admitting i kept reading because i want to hear what the slur was i want to read it right but they never made mention of the anti-gay slur and to me it just shows the protection that pride oriented lgbtqia people have mm-hmm. because we've seen instances with us if somebody says a anti-black slur, they're they're not gonna you know explicitly write it, but they're gonna do the n asterisk 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 a or er for effect. But we don't get that protection. We don't get that level of consideration. Okay. So I'm thinking of this man's uh, viewpoint. He's got a foot in each and <laughs> each, on each side of this thing. Right. So I can understand why he would be conflicted and be concerned about adding Brown to the pride flag. 
Okay. What are your thoughts, Walker? Adding brown to the pride flag? Not that. Just in everything I said. Do you, do you, th- <laughs> do you think? <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are two of the worst people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> That's the last thing you said. That's the last thing you said. Well, what like, about everything else I said? <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, uh, walk up like, I don't think adding an extra color is going to change his uh, I life. <laughs> that, ooh, we black. I'm so glad you, I like, I, that's symbolic. Can like, you get to the prayer list? <laughs> <laughs> this is not going the way I had it in my head. Listen. When did y'all get so literal? What do you mean? I'm the literal one. You started off talking about rainbows and brown and. The look on your face is still priceless. Just FYI. But listen, yeah, that's just symbolic. Like, I don't I don't think he's asking for symbolic change. I think he wants tangible change. I think he wants to he wants the community to not have a blind spot as it pertains to race. That's the same issue that women have. Black women have when when it, when it comes to feminism. I think there was an episode on Blackish a few seasons back where uh, Tracy Ellis Ross character had to bring in she had to start her own feminist group that dealt with issues that women of color deal with not just women as a whole because the group she was a part of was dealing with feminist issues but there were there were conflicts that that straddled that racial line that there was a bit of insensitivity to because the women leading that group were not black so they easily overlooked it and so it was obvious that there was a there was a blind spot there, and so I think in, black people being in any, um, I'm a, for lack of a better word of sa- of saying it, an, an oppressed group per se that's not black, had brings the weight of their own oppression to that group where it may or may not be addressed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's just that's just more education that has to be had within that community. I think there are people within the community. Who are, you know, what I will say is that it seems that members of the LGBTQIA uh, understand oppression and are able to empathize a lot with issues that happen in the black community. I saw a lot of people last year in 2020 going hard uh, when we had the protest and whatnot. So so it seems to me they're a bit more understanding. All right. As, as they know what it's like to deal with oppression and deal with, uh, deal with what? Asterisk? I'm not comparing the two. Oh, okay. I'm not comparing the two. Sit on your hands, Ronnie. But what I'm saying is, is that they can, they can relate to what it's like to be, um, discriminated to be, against. Yeah, discriminated against, right? They mm-hmm. can relate to that. That's all I'm saying. Right. Maybe not all, but even within that group, there is a blind spot that that deals with that racial component because they're just not many of them are not black. Makes sense. Yeah. Is, yeah. So that's 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 just that's exactly what women, black women deal with within with feminism. Goodness, racism's everywhere, isn't Different, it? Different. It's everywhere, bro. It's everywhere. It's just blind spots. It's just it's something that that group has never had to think about because you're having people joining this community from different cultural backgrounds and experiences. So you you don't know until it's being brought to the forefront. So you were you were up on all of this. Yes. I mean, not that particular incident. I'll be honest. I'm going to I'm going to sound very uneducated here. My, My thought was. 
pride slash LGBTQIA plus was a point of refuge for black people. I think some black people feel that way. I, I thought that way. I think some black people feel that way, but just, I mean, again, it's just like black people in the workplace. Right? Some no, black. That's different. How? There's what it, with the workplace. I think I think generically speaking, there is a common goal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in a common workplace, especially with y'all, you got departments. You got you got you got different ways of getting to that goal. With Pride and LGBTQIA plus, I think it's I think it's a little different. How? Because it's rooted in discrimination, like we talked about. Okay. That I think that's part of the nucleus of the whole movement, right? Yeah. Who's being discriminated from a generic workplace perspective? Can I answer? Can I finish my statement? No. It's no fun when you do that. Okay. So the reason why I said it was like being in the workplace is you have some black people who have great experiences in the workplace, right? Yeah. Then you have some who don't. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the workplace in general. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Anytime black people are going into something, you're going to have mixed results. True. They're going to be black people who love it. They just want to climb the corporate ladder. They couldn't be nowhere else but this, this, this entity, this place, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got some black people like, man, I'm on the plantation. Like right. you're going to have black people who feel that way. So it's a mixed bag. And I think that's true. That's true of everything. Feminism, the LGBTQIA, like everywhere where black people enter a space that that's not theirs, it's going to be mixed results. So I'm pretty sure you have black people who who feel accepted, who feel embraced. But then you're going to have some who like, I don't think they really see me. Mm. I think it's a mixed bag. Okay. Well, since y'all, since y'all want to talk about I, I agree um, now that I've been enlightened, of course. But before we move on, I've since y'all want to talk about this so much, does Brown need to be added to the pride flag in your opinions? No, I'm not a, I'm not a big proponent for symbolic change. I like tangible change. And plus, I don't think the, the colors of the pride flag represent a race. Like none of these colors, like each one of those colors does not represent a race. So you're going to add a color to represent a race within the, the flag. Hey, I think now's a good time to do it if that's what you want to do. I think we'd be in too woke. Let's just let's just deal with what. Don't the you feel spot. like the current climate right now? If that's something you want, you could probably get it right now. You probably would, but what does that fix? Nothing. But it looks good. And no, it's it provocative. Doesn't. Adding brown to a rainbow? Yeah. yeah. Let the rainbow be a rainbow, man. If that's what you want, I think it looks good. Some people swear they woke and they just sleep deprived, but whatever. All right. Well, thank you guys for chiming in on that. And I did not expect you all to be as concerned about the colors of the flag as you were. But maybe that's me. Maybe that's my. The flag is. Well, so wait, wait. If you're going to bring it up in the conversation, you're going to knock us for. It wasn't my point of emphasis is we, what I'm saying. We didn't agree with him. So let's. No, 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 no. Y'all did agree with me. It's just y'all took that flag part. That's what y'all wanted. I just thought that I just, again, it's just symbolic. And I'm just like, I don't think that's what the brother who was talking about. I don't think that's the, he may appreciate it. I can't speak for him, but I think he wants more than that. Okay. Cause you can still have Brown on the flag and he still not be seen. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) What is so funny, black? I agree. Are you done Walker? Um, I am. If you are. Okay. What else you got? That's it. 
All right. Well, let's talk about someone else who wants to be seen. Um, on my prayer list, I have Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm. Heard about her? Yeah, I had her door. You had her door. So yeah. shall we? Shall we? Can we table? Table her? Yeah. Okay. All right. You got anybody else on the prayer list? Goodness, dude. Do you remember the rapper named Lil Loaded? No, I don't know who that is. Seriously? I heard the name, but who, what, is there a song that? Yeah, he had, uh, I'm not about to try to beatbox that, but he he had a semi-successful hit. Thank goodness. In 2018 or 2019. It it charted at everything. I think it got certified gold. But you heard about him, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Not sure what happened. Billboard says he committed suicide. Uh, but nothing official has been released in terms of his death. But uh, I, you know, this I've been hearing few people reiterate that 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 narrative that it was suicide, and not that it matters. But he was facing he was facing like a court situation on a gun charge. Okay, but I mean, I, I don't know. I the, the, with the whole Juice World thing. And these young rappers taking their lives. That's why that's why I kind of I consume I consume a lot of rap. I do. Um, but when I saw this, it kind of it, it just hurt my heart. And it just made me think like, well, what what is really going on with these guys? You know, so yeah. that's why I want to add them to the prayer list. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I want to add Naomi Osaka. Like I, I will get into that. But again, like there are people who it's too late. And then there's people who take a step back. And I think we have to salute that. Right. I will reiterate that more later. Okay. Got anybody else? That's it. That's all I got. Well, you have a praise report? I do. Okay. One of your guys, Mike Epps and his wife, expecting their second child together. Congratulations to those two. I wonder if they'll road trip to Indianapolis with us one year. Mike Epps? Yeah. I think that's where his show is located. In what? Indianapolis? This, uh, yeah, I think so. That ne- show, his Netflix show? Yeah. He, Have you watched them every year? I've watched all of them. Is it good? It's good enough. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. You going to watch? Yeah? No. You was going to watch Jamie Foxx show? Yeah, I was going to watch it till you told me not to. What am I supposed to do with that then? But I'm saying You was going to give him a shot But not give Mike Epps a shot Yeah Okay Oh we, we doing this We doing what We going to compare Jamie Foxx and Mike Epps No I wasn't comparing I'm just yeah. saying what's, What was the issue with you not want to check out his show <laughs> if, if this I is better had, than I Jamie had, Foxx's show I had more Hey hey Can we compare the shows I can't because I haven't seen it. But my thing is, why? What is that your baseline? If that show is better, I'd than Jamie be Fox? naturally drawn to whatever Jamie Foxx's new sitcom is called with David Allen Greer. Okay, I'd be more naturally drawn to that than I would be a Mike Epps production with, with Wanda Sykes. Is Wanda Sykes on the Jamie too? No, she's with Mike Epps. Okay, so I'll let you all determine where the most of the star power is. I know where comedy power is. Well, comedy you, you and need- stars are two different things. Oh, so you need stars to make a show good? I'm not saying that. That's what you implied. I'm not saying that. What are you saying? You're using words. So what? what's... <laughs> I'm saying I would naturally be more drawn to Jamie Foxx's current sitcom than I would Mike Epps. I in hindsight, I should have never warned you about that show. I should have let you just struggled through that. 
Last time I helped you out. You'll learn next time, Walker. Oh, I've learned now. <laughs> You're welcome. Discuss or trash? What we got? You don't have a praise report? No. You took away my prayer list. We moved it to Dort, remember? How do I didn't take anything away. I repositioned something that you brought to the table. I didn't take anything away. It's still right here, Walker. The semantics now King. Watch. I'm the about semantics to, King. I'm about to slide it over. The semantics King. <laughs> What do we got? What do we got on the docket? Let's get into Osaka. All right. We already said we're going to discuss it. Bring us in, Walker. Don't act like you don't do this every week. So last week, well, two weeks ago now, uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, I believe it's the French Open. Uh, or the was it the, is it the French Open? Yes. The French Open, she decided that she was not going to do press. Um, post match press, uh, post uh, game press, and she ended up getting fined fifteen k, fifteen thousand, and the French Open, also known as Roland Garros, is it, did I pronounce that correct? Yes, Walker, you are cooking. And other three other Grand Slam organizers, uh, basically put out a joint statement, critic being very critical of her. And basically said she could be subject to more fines and a possible suspension if she keeps this up. To which a few days later, Naomi Osaka was like, oh, really? Um, one love, two fingers. Y'all can keep the fine. Right. Here's what I think about your fine. Find these. Okay. <laughs> That's basically what she said. Right. And she cited that. The mental health aspect of it and just the way the press is. Now, I haven't sat through. I mean, I don't listen to press conferences as it pertains to tennis players. But in the in after this went came out, um, she got a lot of support from Serena Williams, Venus Williams. They spoke out and we know the issues that they've had with with uh, the media there and the whole nine is well documented. And so. My whole point is, you know, we did a prayer list about a uh, little loaded and talking about mental health. Um, Naomi is what? How old is she? Like that's that's what we got black for. But she's young. She's young. She's not more than 24. So for her to prioritize and take care of herself. And I, I, I you know, people be like, she's playing tennis. What you got? 23. 23. Man, almost my niece age. But yeah, just just or a little bit older than my niece. But like for this person to prioritize mental health and take care of herself in an environment like that where I'm sure she's hearing things and seeing things as that can perhaps get to her, bother her, the whole nine. Again, we've, we see it well documented what the uh, Williams sisters had to go through being in that world playing tennis, right? We saw how Serena would wear something and people would criticize her and make comments and, and all that type of stuff in the media. Right? So Kudos to her. And and that was one of the things I, you know, I was like, you know, pray for her because that's important. I mean, if your mental health ain't right, nothing else is going to be right after that. It's only a matter of time before everything else collapses around it. So kudos to her for prioritizing, prioritizing her mental health. What do you have about this? So this is to me, I, I'm just going to briefly call this uh, shut up and serve. Uh I, I do not like what uh, Roland Garros French Open. I don't like how they supported this. And uh, you've heard you've heard athletes like Kyrie Irving be outspoken about 
the question of well, why why do you want why do we have to speak to the media mm-hmm. after the game? Like, why is this a mandate? What is it doing to push the sport ahead? And um, it was either Kyrie or Russell Westbrooks, forgive me. Uh, but one of the questions, it, it was Westbrook. One of the questions he had to kind of support that was, "What if are you are you guys being the association?" Are you guys paying attention to the questions that they're asking us? Right. Very few of them have anything to do with the game. Right. right? right. So um, I think what the French Open is doing is kind of like what Westbrook has been, you know, kind of out here asking about. Did you hear? I know you did, Black. Did you hear about Coco Golf's recent post-match presser? No. Okay. So did you hear about this, Black? I didn't. Okay. So... Coco Golf was, you know, she she's doing she's doing doubles with Venus Williams, right? But she had been progressing on the single circuit pretty well. I think she beat somebody that was pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty big deal. And so she gets to her post-match presser after her singles match, and they ask her, they ask her, well, what do you think? What do you think about being compared to Venus Williams, who you're playing in doubles with in the French Open? Coco Golf had a very mature response. Um, so the reporter leaned in and he was adamant. And he said, well, you know, you're only being compared to her because you're black. Yikes. So you got Coco Goff, who is 17, 18 years old, 17, 17 years old on this, on this, like just, just really like a piece of me to the media. Right now we've taken things racial. And so I hear about that and I'm like, Osaka's got a point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like their issue with the media is well documented. But Walker, I watched this um I watched this documentary on HBO Max. Lord have mercy, I don't get paid a dime by HBO Max, but I'm telling you, I'm thinking about dropping Netflix. I'm loving HBO Max. But anyway, uh, <laughs> do not use code Ronnie Gatry for a discount. Um, it won't work. It won't work. It only make it go up. Uh, but there was a Being Serena docu-series on there where she chronicled her her time leading up to the birth of her daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah. So they went behind the scenes, all that stuff there with Serena. It was great. But she, there's a point of that where she talked about how rough the media in tennis and women's tennis in particular can be. Mm-hmm. And so it was something, because I, I watched this a while ago, but something I watched and I heard and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But I made a mental note because now that I'm seeing what Osaka's doing and what Coco Golf is going through, it's like, wait, wait, the goat had a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this is an issue. She been had a point. Yeah, but it's like I, sh- shallow mindset. But it's like I heard Serena talk about it, but I didn't really lean in because you you, you look at what Osaka's doing, right? She's making she's taking a stand. I will protect my mental health. Mm-hmm. You look at Serena, who I'm not throwing shade at her by, by any means, but we've seen these emotional outbursts on the court. We've seen Serena cry. We've seen her furious. We've seen her break her racket. How much of this was residue from this very tumultuous tennis media situation? It could have played a part in it. You know what I'm saying? It could have played a part in it. But, and it but, sucks but, to me because but you go back to shut up and serve. But if but even in doing that and reacted that way, she even fed it into the media even right. more because then they just demonized her more. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like this this whole media situation is set up for our black women to fail. 
Perhaps, but they, but, but yet, still I rise. What you got? It's just another thing that seems like just jump out at me is the fact that if you look at Naomi Osaka and all her like interviews and stuff, even when she was on the Ellen Show, she seemed like she's an introvert. And oh, now you no, taking no, no, her no, 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 and put her in front no, no, no. of a microphone. She doesn't seem okay. She is an introvert. Yes, <laughs> intro to intro, you can, you can. Uh, Shut up. And then after all these matches, <laughs> stick all these cameras and microphones in, in an introvert's face. I mean, how do you think she's going to react? But see, see, Black, that's why I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I brought you on. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, Semantics oh, no, aren't no, welcome. Right. <laughs> Semantics aren't welcome right now. Let okay. me have this. Right. Uh, I know I did wrong. Right. Uh, right. But it goes back to, to some of my opening concerns. Introversion is not normalized. Here's an example. All right, all right. You you want a cookie? I'm back on the payroll. We got we got black is back. <laughs> I think we got a title. <laughs> but but really, okay. You fought against my initial comments. You do, you think it is normalized? Is it really? Maybe I normalize it, but thank you. Okay. But you're not an introvert, really. More on that later. Hmm. The guy who never wants to go back to work. Well, no, no, no. He does a podcast. You do a podcast. You do several. Are there levels to being an introvert? No. You're Got in a it. corner. Black or white, buddy. You're Black in Marvin's white, room. <laughs> Nuance. But, but, Nuance. <laughs> but listen, 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 to, listen to you, though. Some of your traits and characteristics do. Ooh, I'm feeding the narrative. Do what? I'm part of the problem. What? What? No, no, no. Finish this. Just, I just heard what you said. What I would you are you are you're embellishing slightly. I break things at home so I don't have to go to work so I could stay home. Right, that's of cover boy of introversion weekly. Absolutely, I've always been that way though. I've always been that way. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Are you? I'm just saying it's not normalized. <laughs> I am because I don't like you. Come on, man, think about it. <laughs> no, there's we were, that. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> when we were at the job. Nine times out of ten, you can always find Walker in his cubicle. That is a fact. Well, I don't know. I'm saying seven times out of ten. This dude would find me. <laughs> give, me give me that, Walker. Give me that. Give me that. Thank you. I, I'm saying, though, if you had to Especially look. Because there were times I was stretched out to see him. I'm just saying, like, if you had to look for Walker. You knew where to find him. Yes. For sure. I'm sorry. I'm reliving so many. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, like being that cubicle. There was one day I, I dumped you. I'm, so I'm working, baby. I'm working. Maybe that's why I'm moving up. They know, they know, they can depend on me to do my Nah, this guy, never the key. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I used to, y'all know, y'all know, I used to, well, and that's why I don't work there anymore. <laughs> Hilarious. And then he went out at a Christmas party. Yeah, he was the MC. That was so crazy, dude. After he left, I remember that. I <laughs> Do you remember like, that? Yeah, I know. I heard because you know I didn't go. So <laughs> you, you really didn't go. Oh, no. well, hey, I committed to it. So hey, see it through. I don't I was, anymore, no, but I remember hearing about. I, I don't know if it was you or someone else. He I was, was like, there. I was Black like, was, there. I, was it you? I was talking to. Could be. If that's that I was prize, like, I'm there. I was like, he did what? They're gonna they're gonna put <laughs> they're gonna put my uh my pocket protector on the rafters there one day for that. That's what was hanging up in the uh Don't. Okay. <laughs> like, that was random. <laughs> All right. I should have uh, said my key card, but anyway. 
So Dwayne Wade and his comments discuss the trash. Well, I got to hear the comments first before I answer. He does not lead in his household. Discuss the trash. Can what? Are you going to play the clip or do I need to make, make the decision now? You need to make the decision okay, now. Discuss. Dude. All right. So he was on Extra TV. This is some. This is a snippet, real Sounds quick. Sounds like one of my you favorite got me, channels. You got me. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> you ready? You got me cute. Yeah. I love what you said of Gabrielle, your beautiful wife. You said it's not my job to change who she is; it's my job to be a part of the evolution. That was good. It was deep, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in relationships, you know, we come in and we try to change people. We try to change them to the way that we want them to be. But I decided to start taking a different approach, you know, in this in this relationship. I think early on I came in like, hey, you get two drink max, uh, bop, 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 bop. And she didn't respond well to that. No, it did all. not. Yeah. It was reasons for that too. That's, let me say that. Um, I have a good time. <laughs> Life of the party right here. It's not the man leads and a woman follows. That's not what we live in this house, you know, yeah. at all. So for me, I have a wife that works just, not, not just as hard, harder than I. Um, and she had her own career. She had her own life before I came along. So from my from my perspective, it was like, okay, how can I be a part of the growth and the evolution of who she is, and not yeah. trying to change her or stunt or stunt her growth or make her in in the way that I see fit. How, how thr- All right. So those are his comments. Let's chop this up, Walker. Your thoughts? One hundred percent agree with D Wade. And why is that? Because look at Black getting in position. <laughs> I think he wish he was fired again. Because this this is something this is something that I went through. This is something that I went through. <clears throat> went <laughs> and being recovered from. Going through. Ah mm, oh man, like <laughs> so so and let, let's work to that. But no, I had I had an expectation of Loading. changing of changing Sorry. my wife into what I wanted her to be early on. Okay. And I'll give you an example just for context. As we were talking about, I'm I'm wildly extroverted. I love people. I love being around people. I get energy from people. So naturally I would meet people and they'll say, Hey, we ought to go to dinner with you and your wife because their expectation is it's going to be Roddy types too. It's going to be great times. So I subconsciously was taking that same expectation, bringing it home and said, Hey, take some of this. (laughs) It'd be like me Thursday night, seven o'clock. Right. And kept running, kept running into brick walls with that. But there was this underlying or obfuscated expectation of me from me for her to be a certain way. And I use that as example, but there were many other things Mm -hmm. in terms of expectations. But my thing was I can change her into this. Mm. Ran into a lot of brick walls doing that. Ran into a lot of friction. Right. Okay. So until I got to a point to where I was like, okay, I've tried to make her this. I've tried to make her that. When I've tried to do that, bad things happen. Let me let me just find out more about who she is. You know, let me go back to the beginning. Let me go back to the dating phase. Because something happened between there and marriage to where my desires came in and polluted all of that. But also, there was something that happened between that and marriage that I was endeared by as well. 
right? Okay. So let's let's go back to the basics. <laughs> take take my desire for her to change it to what I want her to be off the table, and let's learn to love her again. Let's let's, let's figure out more about her, right? Okay. So there there's there are certain situations that come up. Yeah, she's not going to react the way I want her to. So what? I gotta love her anyway. That's my wife. Okay. You know. So yeah, what D Wade said. I'm with that. Got it. Do you do you feel that in order to do that you can't lead though? I knew you were gonna hone in on that point. Do you agree with me up until this point? Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, with you. Okay. Um uh, that part I do not agree with. Why is that? <laughs> Just because and, and I'll admit this. At times in our marriage where I have allowed my wife to lead, things just haven't worked. They just haven't. And it could have been the situation. It could have been a number of things. But things just weren't clicking. Things were not cohesive. Gotcha. Right? Do you think if she was able, things were cohesive and things worked, you would be like, huh, I could get used to this? That's hard to say. Because I can. <laughs> we talked about one thing that did not work before you're, before you're, you're basing this conclusion on a result yeah but what if you have a positive result no <sighs> i'm just still i still feel like that man has to lead why a lot of my reasons are spiritual and it's something i tell my wife pretty often i have a responsibility that's linked to my faith to do things in accordance to the way the Lord says they need to be done. Okay. There are repercussions. I believe there are repercussions that fall on me if those things are not done. Okay. So I don't think the woman has that set of expectations placed on them. Kind of like the garden of Eden. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you need, do you need your music? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that type of devotion. Yet. <laughs> so yeah. Or so that, addiction. That, that is, that is one thing I've, I've held very close to my vest and that's something I believe in. Okay. Hey, I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I'm can, still, I'm, I think you're, can two, a, you're two for two. Can a woman lead? Yes. Oh, sure. She yeah. can. Yeah. She can. Yeah, but not in your house. Should she? Well, I mean, well, we're being honest here. She has led in my house before, in our house before. Well, she's a leader. Yeah, she's a leader. But she, but you got to think too, the personalities, man. We talked about. It. I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. It's gonna apply to my wife too, more probably more so than anybody well, else. Well, I would say this. I would say this. Um, your wife is your helper. True. True. So w- the beauty of it, when you have someone who isn't like you. They balance you. They bring balance to you, right? And that's that's one of the things that that a a wife brings to that table is that she balances you out, and she she she, she covers your blind spots. She makes you look good. You know what I mean? And I think that um, to your point, man, I, I'm 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 with you in that. Um, so I don't know if you really 100% agree with D Wade, but you do agree with the whole notion of not trying to com- make a wife conform to what you want her to be. Correct. I'm with you on that. Okay. Um, but in terms of le- the, the problem I had with his statement is that he's, I didn't, again, 
We are listening to a cut up snippet of an interview. I don't know what all was said and what was left out, whatever, right? As someone who does podcasts and, and, and YouTube, we cut and edit a lot, right? So I don't know what was left out, but it appeared based off of what we heard that male leadership was presented as something that's just oppressive and a woman can't flourish and a woman can't be this because he alluded to the fact that she had her whole career. She had all this before me. I don't think in a male leadership that she got to lose that. No, no. But do you see my point there? Yeah. And I, I think it's important to kind of hit on that because again, I think it's important that you meet someone who who does have purpose, who has something that they're pursuing and that it's in alignment with you and your agenda so y'all can flow together, right? So I, I don't I'm not all I don't I don't agree with and there are men who have a very skewed version of of being a leader in a home in that it's a dictatorship. Biblically speaking, if we're talking about the male being the leader, he's the domestic head. He's not the spiritual head. So if if he believes that Jesus is the head of his household, that means he's in submission as well. Right. Correct. Which means he can't be a dictator because he's ultimately not the one calling the shots. Right. Right. Which you have a woman who's submitting, which means agree with. She's basically agreeing to leadership that is inspired by her Lord and Savior. Mm makes it easy to submit when you look at it that way right, right? all things being equal and, and everything is in place so that's that's the only thing that I, I push back on is I think it's possible to show a very positive example of male leadership where the woman is happy and fulfilled there are plenty of women who are married to men who are leaders in their homes and they are loving their marriage they're loving their husband they love being wives they love and they're able to pursue whatever passion they have, whether they want to be a stay at home mother, whether they want to uh, start a business, whatever the case may be, they're fulfilling purpose with the right alongside their husband leading the home. That is a thing. And I don't want that to get lost in the conversation because that can be presented as this. Well, a man, because again, these are two very influential people. Right. So, Let's just be clear. There is a positive form of male leadership in a home that I think is biblically sound that a woman can get with. That's all. Okay. You got any thoughts, Black? Uh, no, nothing to add. I agree with you both. Okay. I'm not happy. Why? You wanted us to disagree? I wanted fireworks here. I wanted fist fight. We've evolved. Yeah. What you got next? Who's next? Unlike you, Walker, I'm going to lead with the clip and then give you the question. And as we began to walk through the airport, I saw so many, actually too many to count and too many for me to tap. But I saw so many of our young sisters in head bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, Blankets wrapped around them. And this is how they're showing up to the airport. And it, I've been seeing it, not just at the airport. I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall. I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and their slippers. And the question that I'm having to you, my sweet babies, when did we lose pride in representing ourselves? When did we step away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home. 
Let me make sure I'm representing the family I created so that if I'm out in the street, I look like I have pride in my. All right. Discuss. I'm shocked too, Black. I think he's being nice because I went ahead and made a sound clip on it. You, when's the last time you made a sound clip? We, we have to go to the archive. We need Jeopardy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, another sound. Excuse. Anyway, <laughs> um, Auntie Monique. Well played, Walker. Um, who who's gonna start here? Because I've I've got I've got t- questions. Listen, no, this is your topic. I just want Walker. I want to ask you a question. Well, we can't ask a question at the same time. So I'll go first. That's how that works. No, Black, you think of a number between one and seven. Three. Five. Six. You said two the first. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Okay. All right, go ahead, Walk. What are you hearing in I'm your sorry. head? I'm just trying. And what was the purpose of that? Yeah. I was so trying I to see first? who goes first, yeah. And what was the number? You said Whatever six. number he picks, you whoever's closer to that. You said six, right? Yeah. So Walker was closer. So he gets asked the question first. Have y'all not done this before? Yes, I've done this. Um, but again, we we're following. We're this is what happens when we follow you, leader. So, <laughs> my question to you is: Have you asked black women how they felt about this? I have not. This would be this would be a but, good. But let's, let's 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 keep let's keep it here. Let's keep it here, okay? Since Where's, we don't where, have a. Bl- where are we? We're in the studio. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but let's keep it here. Of course, yes, a black female will officialize our thoughts. Officialize is not a word. That is not a word. Officiate. Make official. Legitimize. Legitimize. <laughs> confirm. Give me 10 more minutes and I'll find the word. <laughs> yeah, they will confirm or deny our thoughts. But since we don't have one, let's just chop. Okay. All right. So Walker, my you, got, you got questions. Is this, in your opinion, toxic feminism? Huh? Is this, in your opinion, toxic feminism? He just made that up. You just okay? Explain to okay. me. No, no, this has been no. my nose hey, since hey, Tuesday. Hey, yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't think we'd get back here so soon. Define toxic feminism. Women, you're supposed to look a certain way. You're supposed to present yourself a certain way at all times, even in the airport, even in the shopping mall. Even in the convenience store. When you bring bonnets and blankets, that is not acceptable. You, as a female, are not presenting yourself to the best of your ability. That, in my opinion, is toxic feminism. What is toxic feminism again? You just you just relayed her whole point again. Yeah. What is well, toxic what it feminism? Is. It's what you just heard. No, define toxic feminism apart from what Monique did. Oh, I can't do that. It's just place the standards on the women that are shallow in nature. Is that if we flip it and make it a, a, a an OG giving game to young men and he's saying, pull your pants up. Is that what this is, though? Is that the converse version of that? Pull is your that pants the, up. But, but a lot of emphasis is placed on the bonnet. She said house shoes too, right? Pajamas. A lot Pajamas. of emphasis was placed on the bonnet. You're putting an emphasis on the bonnet. No, she said bonnet more than three times on the sound clip. So we can't talk about nothing else? We can, but the point of emphasis was placed on the bonnet. Okay. Is this? 
You can yell it one more time. Bonnet, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. The point of emphasis was placed on the bonnet. Okay. Now, do y'all hear me? I have a question. What was the point of emphasis placed on? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this the female version of men pull your pants up? You honestly walk look presentable. I, I do not think so. The, the thing is, the bonnet. How, why not? Why not? Because why not? because here because here here yes yes why yes. not? Because you know what you know what the equivalent is to me. What? When a woman steps out of the house half naked, showing off a little bit too much. Okay. Okay. Would Monique's statement still apply? I don't think so, because she's not talking about scantily clad. Monique, she's is just, talking about a woman who just doesn't take that extra step to, to do her hair, what? to look what, to do her hair, to look what, to put on makeup, to look what, to put on jeans, to look what, to put on shoes. Okay, you're not answering the question. No, that's too easy. To look what, Black? Presentable. But who defines what's presentable? Oh, God. I mean, the thing oh, is... God. I'm just asking questions since, here. Since, since the emphasis, who defines it? Since the emphasis oh, is on Are bonnet, you, what is the purpose of a bonnet? In the capacity, my limited capacity, <laughs> I know that women put it on before they go to bed. To, to keep their, to keep their, their hair. To preserve their hair. Right. So, so they wear it when they go to bed. Right. Okay. They, because they, had, they got the hair done. Are, the they in, nice. are they going to bed when they're at the store? Potentially. She was in an air... You don't sleep on airplanes, Walker? Okay. Okay. So, 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 so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> so house shoes. She got on house shoes and in, 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 in pajamas. I'm, I'm not even tripping on the house shoes and the pajamas. Let me Obviously, ask you a question. Because the is on bonnets. Those, those don't bother one. me. Those don't bother me. Clearly. Cozy fam, I'm so cool. So why, why does the bonnet bother you? The bonnet doesn't bother me. I was just stating that it was a point of emphasis. Okay. It doesn't bother me. So, a no, one, so none of this bothers me. So not to the level that it bothers Monique. Look, look, here, here's how I see it, Walker. Would I want my wife to step out in pajamas and a bonnet versus a bikini? Those aren't the only options. <laughs> and that's not what Monique was saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not here to talk about Monique. What were we just doing the past five minutes? <laughs> what I was going to say is that the bonnet, they used to put the bonnet to preserve their hair. Right. So, like, your hair is preserved when you wake up. And you so, leave the house, so just take the bonnet so, off. So, for people who don't have hair, this is how this works. So, when that you lay down. My- <laughs> so, so, when you lay down <laughs> and you don't cover your hair up. When you wake up the next day, you have a bigger job of trying to get your hair and I know that, Walker. back to where it was, right? I know that. Okay. Is do you is there a risk of you not wearing a bonnet if you go outside? Is there a risk of you not wearing a bonnet? Your hair getting messed up. Oh, if up. you're standing up walking. Yes. Yeah, it's a significantly lower risk. Okay. Okay. All things being equal, we know humidity can can if you're natural. What we know that, but I'm just saying, all things being equal, if you go outside, what's the risk of not wearing a bonnet versus laying down in the bed? Well, it depends. The, if it's raining, you got issues. All things being equal. Oh, you didn't say that. You did. Relax. <laughs> Jeez. 
Can we get some gunshots? <laughs> Breathe. I quit. <laughs> and I hate it here. <laughs> Come on, Mal. It's not that bad. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't think it's that big a deal. So this is. This is. This is not like an OG telling telling guys how to present themselves. I could see it being a distant cousin of that. So I'm about to enter hypocrisy. Go ahead. Just tell me this. So say, say you're going shopping with your sisters and they have their bonnets and their slippers and you would be totally fine walking through Walmart or Target. He wouldn't care. Walmart or Target? I don't think he cares. I don't think. But but here's the point. Even airport. Even airport. Let me ask you a question. Even airport. I could justify bonnet going to an airport. You're about to go off on a flight. But she also mentioned other examples. True. So while my question is, can you see the value in an OG if it's someone's like myself giving young young guys game on how to present yourself. Don't wear your do-rag. Don't wear your Nike slides to the airport. I'm just saying giving guys tips on how to make themselves presentable. Okay. Is 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 that toxic masculinity? I just is that toxic masculinity? It's, it's hard for me to say, Walker. But my thing my question is, is that toxic. My question is who defines what's presentable? Is there value in OGs giving game to the young the younger generation? Who defines what's presentable? Because depending on the OG, if you're not suited up, if you're in a Brooklyn tee, you're not presentable. Okay. So you're just saying you can wear whatever you want to whenever you want to. I just I just don't there's no standard. I, I'm There's questioning. No I'm questioning who defines the standard. Is my question. What is your standard? Not much, obviously. I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans, okay. and that's okay. But I'm just saying, is Monique is saying, do you want to look like you literally rolled out of bed to go to the store? Well, do you look like you rolled out of bed? Me? You, you don't. You don't. I woke up like this. Okay. Because what, what she also but, asked So was, you go to sleep with your glasses on. <laughs> it depends on what I'm dreaming about. <laughs> what she also said was that you should, it, sh- it shouldn't have to be a question about whether or not you have pride in yourself. Like when you dress like that, people like wonder if you have pride in yourself. Okay. So so let me let, let me share this with you. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let me share y'all with, share this with y'all. As they were unpacking it on this radio show that I listened to, a woman called in and she said, I do this, especially when I travel, but I do it as a male deterrent. Probably works. And I'm sure it works. Is that okay? Is that okay? That's fine for her. Or what, whatever. That's whatever. all I'm getting to, Walker. Whatever. You just said it. That's so fine for you're her. Gonna, you're it's gonna, fine for her. You're going to kill us with exceptions. Okay. Have you have you listened to this podcast before? That's, that's what I that's does. How he lives. This, this is, is what I he, does. How he makes his living. <laughs> this is what I does. You officialize it. I'm all out of topics. I'm all out of logic. <laughs> oh, you had some logic. <laughs> toxic feminine. Feminine. Was it what? what, what toxic feminism. Toxic feminism. First of all, you know what feminism is, right? Yeah, that means. What? Hey, women, we're here. We're a person. We're. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> you don't know what it means. 
Huh? I mean, it's, it's I'm a woman. Hear me roar. Like I love how you come up with these terms. <laughs> and you do a podcast. I can't, I, I can't give you... Uh, a, it's okay. It's okay. A well suited definition. You just wanted to land it in this, for the sake of this podcast. It's like it's just the latest buzzword. Yeah, that's all it is. That mean nothing. You would put you would put brown on the LGBTQIA. You think that's you thought that was awesome, did you? If we I, said that was okay, I never you said been, it was awesome. I was bringing you perspective. I was enlightened by that. Okay. All right. Why are y'all so against my growth? I got a question hey, for you. Hey, 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 I got hey, a question. Who grips the mic and likes to kill their friends? Answer that. Let me ask you a question. Who determines what growth is? <laughs> I do. That's good for you because we don't. Huh? I I determine my own growth. <laughs> All right, but y'all had no answer. No, who determines what's presentable? But you answered it. I you, don't no, know. no, no, you did answer it. What? You said that works for her. That that's, works for her. That's, that, I wish I could have said it as half as eloquent as that. That works for her. That's where my heart is on this topic. Okay. All right. Okay. So no standard at all. You just do what you want to. Dress how you want. Who am I to judge you? I got so, my shoes off right now, Walker. So you're you telling, hate that. So you're telling me that people don't make judgments about people based on. Oh how they no 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 you're no! You're saying no. that's what I'm you're not saying? saying that. Okay. I'm just what, saying so, but, it's not but, up but, to me to dictate what's presentable in your eyes. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But you know what she's getting at. Do I? Mm. Looks like he doesn't. Yeah, okay. he just yeah. I'm gonna back off of that. I'm gonna back off of that one. I'm gonna back off of that one. Okay. So, so Monique's not the authority on what's presentable. I don't. I'm asking y'all because I don't even know. Did My you question under, still remains. I understand. Who's the gatekeeper for what's presentable for for women? Women should be. And that was a woman giving her her standard. I would think yeah. women should. The women be. are a monolith. No, I'm just saying, like you, you're asking who who does it, and like Monique just let did me ask it. you. The, let me ask you this. <laughs> so if 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 Kevin Samuel says it or Steve Harvey says it, how how received is that? How received is that going to be? We already know Monique took shots, but how many more shots? Would, would would have been fired had it been Kevin Samuels or Steve Harvey or some male talking about women's bonnets. How well would that have been received? That would not have been received well. Why? Because it come from a man. Why? Because a man can't tell a woman how to what to do with her hair. Right. So when a woman does it, it's who decides what the fuck. We just gonna move, keep moving the goalposts. I mean, you said the answer. We just gonna keep moving the goalposts. You said the answer. So when a woman says it, you we're keep you define what is presentable for you. We're going to keep moving the goalposts as well. Oh, so you're not going to answer the question now. I just answered it. Okay. All right. Walker, you think I'm going to walk in here with holes in the knees of my jeans? That's not presentable to me. <laughs> Was that a shot? No. Was that a shot? It works for you, but who am I to judge? That's not presentable. Now, now let's be let's, let's be honest. On, let's, be honest. let's be honest. Back up, back up, back let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do I wish up. I can pull Ooh, that off? Wait. Let's get into fashion now. Do I wish I could pull that off? You uh -huh. better believe I do. Okay. But right now it is not presentable for me. Why not? Because I got big legs. I got big everything. I got big legs. No, you don't, Walker. Why? Why you, you say? Why you say? Because you're nowhere near as big as I am. Okay. Okay. That look so is not you, made for men my size. How you? How, because hey, I. Hey, how, 
How? Because I determine what I think is presentable. I do not think a man my size should be wearing this jeans and, like. And when, this is coming from a guy who says I have no fashion sense. Who said that? You did. You didn't. You no, never what did said I, that. What did that? You a while back. Walker, it, what I said before that for this podcast was structured has, has nothing. nothing. Means, yes. It has nothing yes. to do with throw it out the window. Walker, okay. I'm a different gotcha. man. Like you just got here today. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's don't move judge on. me for things that I say for, just for effect. You know what I mean? I've I've consulted you for fashion. Your hands in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> what was that reaction, Black? Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, shout out some prayer list, man. Who you got? Shout out some prayer list. You know who's on a prayer list. <laughs> no, you said shout out a prayer list. You know who's on a prayer list, right? Who? Mm. <laughs> is this an owl in here? I don't know, man. Mr. <laughs> Official Eyes. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you to Jacksonville, Florida for this one. Who's in Jacksonville, Florida? Chase Poust. You heard of this kid? No. Dude, he is the same age as my oldest son, seven years old. Check this out, Walker. He, his father, and his four-year-old sister were on the beach, right? Just having a good time, right? His father, himself, and his sister get caught in a riptide. Hmm. Now, I didn't. I had no idea riptides account for so many deaths every year. But uh, anyway, they get caught in a riptide. They get to a crucial point to where the son... Can make it back to shore, but the father and the and the sister and Chase's sister could not. So Chase's father looks him in his eyes and says, "Son, I love you." Almost saying, "Hey, son, this is it for me." Right. So Chase swims one hour against the current back to shore to alert authorities that his dad and his sister. Were caught in a I'm sure he didn't call it a riptide but we're out in the in the depths of the ocean or whatever that's the Atlantic Ocean I'm sorry out to sea yeah out to sea and they needed assistance authorities swiftly got everything they needed shot out and were able to save Chase's dad and sister awesome Chase Faust <clears throat> you're my shout out My Excuse me, Chase Poust. My shout out goes to Doctorate Margaret Tawalawi. Uh She is my shout out because she has opened the first black owned direct primary care clinic in the state of Washington named the Nurture Well Center. Now, this place takes a holistic approach to providing treatment for common illnesses for people of color. Okay. Or just black, just people in general, but it's black owned. Uh, prior to her creating uh, this clinic, she also had opened up a, a business uh, called Skin Stat MD, which helps people of color, color treat skin conditions like eczema, so on and so forth, right? So her goal is to use both practices as a way to address disparities within the healthcare industry along the lines of race. So just want to shout this lady out for seeing an issue. And, and by the way, 
uh, awesome reading this story about her. The pandemic kind of opened her eyes uh, to some of these disparities, but she also realized that it was really burdensome being in a medical profession based off of what she was currently doing. And she wanted to look for solutions to not only help benefit people during these times, but also find something that's actually mutually fulfilling for her as well, which is what gave way to her opening up these two businesses to address these disparities. So I want to shout out Dr. Margaret Tawalawi. Uh, I hope I'm saying it right. Please forgive me if I'm not for being incredibly dope. Who played themselves? Walker, I'm taking you across the pond to London. All right. Okay. This is a transcontinental flight. The foolishness you're about to hear, global. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Carl Stewart Walker. The race car driver? No, I thought that when I saw this too. (laughs) No, this is not the race car driver. Um, Walker, so check this out. Carl Stewart had been on the minds of local authorities (laughs) in Liverpool, right? For? For uh, drug trafficking. Mm. And uh, he got involved with some type of ketamine underground production thing too. So like... I think he's a person of interest at this point, but I don't think he's like, like want, like officially wanted. Mm. But they know this guy's connected, right? So obviously, Carl, like any average criminal would do, would attempt to keep a low profile, right, and not really leak any <laughs> any uh, any tracks to his criminal mischief, right? So, unfortunately for Carl, he's not an average criminal. <laughs> One thing to know about Carl... He's a bad you, criminal. He's a bad criminal. Gotcha. But, you know, criminals ha- always have that one thing. Like, there's always that one thing that can make you, I think, forget about your criminal activity. Okay. You know what Carl's was? What's that? Fine cheeses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Carl... Who was uh, was subscribed to this uh, messaging service called EncroChat, which features encrypted messages in like a group form, kind of like a group me, but like, I guess, secure or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was very active in a group that talked about <clears throat> his crimes. No. Jeez. <laughs> so Carl gets his hands on some exclusive cheese that he just can't wait to show his crew, right? When I'm not, when I'm not committing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so uh, it, it, I, I equated to me getting my hands on a on a coveted sneaker release and just can't wait to show everybody. Right. But no, he gets this uh, very rare block of cheese, and uh, he takes a picture of it so he can you know show it to his group because no one believes he has it. Well, Carl, uh, in the background of that picture <laughs> were some of your drugs and some of your ketamine production. Well. As with anything that's att- that's attached to the World Wide Web, you may think it's encrypted, but it's really not. Feds are always taking pictures. Uh, the police force here in Liverpool were able to quickly identify Carl Stewart, and he was arrested and sentenced to 13 years and six months in prison. Hey, Carl, I love cheese too, but um, 
Dude, you got to learn when to show your cheese. You idiots! <laughs> Take that how you want to, Walker. <laughs> Who moved my cheese? Feds. <laughs> my player of the week is Briatney Portillo. Say it again. Briatney Portillo. Okay. Okay. She's not uh, associated with the family of the popular restaurant in Chicago called Portillo's. Which I got to make my way my, my way back up there to get yeah. some of that. Portillo's are solid. She is a 20-year-old OnlyFans star who suffered a heart attack. Now, that sounds terrible. This is it sad. like a prayer list type of item. Wait till you hear what she did that led to this. She... Is the latest victim of this little silly craze on TikTok that the kids are doing called the dry scooping pre-workout challenge. Have you heard of that, Gatry? No. It's the hottest thing going. So what they're doing is, what the kids are doing is that they're taking a scoop of pre-workout powder and without dissolving it in water, taking it straight to the disome which kind of reflects the similar challenge that was popular a few years ago called the cinnamon challenge, if you recall that. But they're upping the ante a little bit this year. It's pre-workout powder. The idea is to boost the effects of the powder by taking it straight rather than diluting it. Okay? So she does this. It starts to feel a little tingly in her body and starts to feel a little itchy, right? She doesn't think nothing's up. I mean, that's a natural side effect of taking it straight. I'm going to continue with my workout, right? She works out and starts noticing that, you know, she's feeling a little something in her chest. But, you know, hey, maybe it's just her going hard. Maybe this is a sign for me to push through, right? Because sometimes when you're working out, you have this need. You may not feel good, but I'm going to tough it out and push through. You've been there, right, Gat? Okay, I've I was been there, there this morning. You was there. You've been there, right? Okay, we just need to push through. Well, she did. She pushed through. Uh, as the day went on, though, she began to experience a variety of side effects: Gatry, like chest pains, nausea, lightheadedness, a lot of sweating, and. She knew something was bad because she began to lose the whole feeling of her left side. And that's when it dawned on her, I'm having a heart attack. She called 911. She was rushed to the hospital. She's alive, thankfully. Uh, she had an uh, in-STEMI. Is it, am I saying that right? In, it's, you know, there's a STEMI type of heart attack, which is really serious. This one is like right below that, still serious, but not as serious. She's okay, and now she's on social media telling people to not do this challenge because of the side effects and the fact that she got a heart she had a heart attack at 20 years old as a result of such. Listen, in, a, in one month, in one month, you and I both will be one step closer to 40. So we're not really aware of what the kids are doing. But this is just stupid, okay? This is just stupid. This is ridiculous. And, you know, listen, this comes from the book of Walker, chapter 3, verse 1. What does it profit to gain the whole world's worth of clout and lose your soul? It's not worth it, Gatry. Some of these things you just shouldn't do. And I'm glad that this this girl 
is alive to warn the kids of her generation not to do this. But what's even unfortunate is that people are still critical of the fact that she actually had a heart attack as a result of this. That which means there are some people who probably will still do this. As they say, kids will be kids, right? Khaled thinks otherwise. Congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah. Any, any, any speechless? I take pre-workout. Okay. Straight? No. <laughs> I do about half a scoop. Probably okay. about three, three days a week. Okay. I've never thought about just taking it to the head. Well, you shouldn't after this. Gee yes. Are we that bored? We live in a world of attention, man. We gotta have attention. <sighs> that was kind of depressing. Huh? It's just sad. Anyway. She's alive. It's not like she Thank dies. Can anything else, man? We gotta talk about these playoffs later on, but I feel like we're going over. So yeah, let's wrap. <laughs> Your feeling was uh, adequate, sir. Guys, thank you for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Please do us a favor. Please do us a big time favor. Please, is it follow us now on whatever streaming platform you're streaming this? Yes. It's follow yes. us now. Please follow us on social media. You can find us at the THA tipping point, all one word. That's on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us at the THA tipping point, three words on YouTube, where Gat's been on his job uploading new content. I see you over there working guy before you go on vacation and we don't record for a week. There's always that gunshot. We are There's always. <laughs> I shouldn't let I should have left that part out while I give you. No, no, because it wouldn't be you if you didn't. I didn't think so. <laughs> Anyway, cue my music. This is the tipping point benediction. May the Lord watch between me and thee. Are we absent one from another? Go in peace. Have a great productive week. Be safe out there in those streets. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. This guy over here is Ronnie Gatry. With our powers combined, we form the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>